Mm-hmm. And I think once we've lost that love for movement and activity, it can become a very scary place to be because yeah. um, it's it, movement is really what drives everything cognitive function and we can go down that road as much as you want to but that's mm-hmm. when, when we're not physically doing well moving we're not going to be very well off mentally welcome to the success fitness podcast i am your host christian evans this podcast is about improving our relationship with nutrition and exercise to achieve success in our fitness journey and our special guest today chris wilson vp of content at criticalbench.com and co-host of the strong by design podcast will help us do just that by sharing what motivated him to become a certified kettlebell instructor who criticalbench.com is for and the importance of health and fitness for people over 40 without further ado success fitness family please welcome chris wilson to the podcast how you doing chris i'm doing great chris uh, awesome awesome it's two chris's two, two chris's, chris's. <laughs> yeah, two Chris's in the in the, in the room. They call it uh, crisscross. <laughs> it's crisscross. Make you yeah, jump. Yeah, down. yeah, 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 yeah. Old school, old school, old school, old school. What I'm going to do? I'm going to read off a little bit more of Chris's Chris Wilson. That Chris, not this Chris. This Chris one. Wilson's um, biography, and it is very impressive. Very impressive. I normally don't do this, but anytime somebody is as uh, well versed into the fitness industry that I've seen. I love to give credit, give them their flowers. So just read this off. Chris Wilson is a lifelong fitness and health advocate with nearly 25, 25 years of experience in the fitness industry. He has worked alongside and learned from leaders in the industry, such as Charles Poliquin, Ben Prentice, four-time Mr. Olympia, Jay Cutler, which I love all his videos. IFBB pros, Darren Charles, Ben Pakulski, John Hansen, and his lifelong friend and owner of Critical Bench, Mike Westerdahl. Chris is a strength coach and head of operation at Critical Bench Publishing. He is also a specialist in sports nutrition and a certified kettlebell instructor. Chris oversees the Strong by Design podcast as well as the Critical Bench YouTube channel with over 1 million. This one says 800,000. I checked today. Over 1 million. Congratulations. Congratulations. Over 1 million subscribers. Over 1 million subscribers. That is, that's, that's nice. That's nice. He resides in Clearwater, Florida with his wife of 15 years, Samantha, and their, and their beautiful children, Keelan, nine, and Cameron, five. His passions outside of work. He loves the Lord, college, and pro football, coaching youth baseball, his dog and cat, and traveling with his family and listening to podcasts while driving to work. This is very impressive. 25 years of experience in the fitness industry, sports yeah. and nutrition, certified, certified kettlebell instructor, and over 1 million subscribers on YouTube. Man, you are well-versed. You are well-versed. And I appreciate you being here on the Success Fitness Podcast. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. It's kind of that, it's one of those things, if you just hang with something long enough, uh, enough good stuff comes across your your life. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So you're in Florida currently right now? Yeah, yeah. We're uh, just outside Tampa in Clearwater, Florida. It's kind of a a tri-city area with lots of bridges and waterways. And uh, it's a wonderful part of the country. I got you. So what's the weather like there today? It's actually surprisingly warm right now because it was 
it was cool just two, three days ago. It was into the okay. 40s in the in the mornings and the evenings. But once that sun comes out, it goes right up to you know 70 or so today. I think it hit 80 or so today. Oh, so wow. quite, quite comfortable today. I got you. I got you. Here in Peoria, Illinois, the current weather is about 12 degrees, <laughs> which is which is fine. It's fine as long as we don't get a lot of snow. We had some snow a couple of days ago and uh, it had a chance to kind of build up and get real sticky. But it was like the slushy kind. If yes. you're ever familiar with snow or being or, or driving in snow. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't that bad. This is fine. Um I think it's going to get down to the negatives later this week. So uh, we kind of got to buckle down and. Uh, this is why I got this hoodie on, you know, try to keep my, 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 my temperature in the house to a reasonable, <laughs> right. you know, thing because, uh, these bills, man, you know, <laughs> these, these energy bills aren't playing yeah. around here. So you kind of gotta, you know what I'm saying? Finagle it and do what you got to do. That's right. I, I got the high AC bill. You got the oh, high okay. heat bill. Yeah. Yeah. Either way <laughs> they getting the money out of us. Right. That's right. <laughs> you know, yeah. some things about, you know what I'm saying? Part of growing up. So, um, what motivated you to start your fitness journey and how did it lead to you becoming a certified kettlebell instructor? Well, I would say that the quick answer is really having two older brothers growing up. Uh, okay. I was always drawn to athletics and strength and being tough. You know, my brothers are five years older than me, identical twin brothers, older twin brothers. Oh, good. And um, they just were really good models for me in the realm of sports and, and, and athletics and team uh, stuff. And, and just, you know, so from an early age, like prepubescent, you know, I was, they were in the garage working out with old school weights, you know, okay. in our, our, our home, home, little home gym, very modest, like a little okay. weight bench with some, the old school, uh, uh, you know, plate weights. And, uh, and then I just wanted to be strong like they, they were. So I just, yeah. I just loved all the basics from an early age and then just got into it uh, pretty heavy. Once I got into high school, uh, okay. and through college, it was just, it became a lifestyle. It was just okay. something I, I really found, um, uh, I was passionate about and it didn't take much for me to stick with it. Uh, okay. you know, I, I know fitness and, and exercise can be a real effort for some people. Right, right, right. For me, it was just, I kind of almost felt the need to do it. Um, and, um, kettlebell getting into kettlebells eventually was, it was totally off my radar. I would say even up until not completely off my radar, but I wasn't heavily exposed to them up until about 10 years ago when I gotcha. started working for Critical Bench and I had to get certified. Uh, that was okay. one of my earliest um, uh, experiences working for this company was attending a live uh, like three day workshop with the owner of the company who happens to be one of my best friends. Okay. And three days of getting absolutely crushed by kettlebell training. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. And then the, the 90 days that followed it, because just because you show up to a workshop doesn't mean you're walking away with a certificate, which I did right. not. Um, you have to you have to uh, show a certain level of expertise in all these lifts. Right. And there was a few two or three that I did not. I didn't pass the snatch test there. Oh, OK. But you have to do 100 snatches with a, you know, a, a, a 24 kilogram kettlebell in five minutes. Oh, I, I don't know what I hit 70 something. Oh, um, and you have to do, 
you know, all the different movements with, you know, pat, like passing a test, uh, an eye test by master instructors, which I did not do. And so you have like a 90 day period afterwards where you have to film yourself and submit it in order for that to get yeah. approved. I got gotcha. you. Uh, so with a lot of work, uh, because I was not, not super familiar with using them in my, I mean, I was training and teaching and instructing and coaching, but it was, it's, it's, it, it's a technical thing. You don't just jump into kettlebell training and, and you're, and you're good at it just because you're strong. There's right. a lot more to it. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I mentioned earlier off air, uh, I hated kettlebells. I hate, <laughs> I hate kettlebells, but it's a, it's a love hate relationship. Yes. Uh, for those who've been listening to me for a while, know, uh, I have a love hate relationship with legs, uh, as far as leg day. Um, and with that being said, I actually train legs today. Uh, and, but, uh, my brother, he's, um, he's a personal trainer out of South Carolina. And uh, I was just talking to him about, you know, legs one day, probably about like two years ago. And he was like, you know, you need to get more into kettlebells. Right. And uh, I got into them, you know what I mean? I got, I got into them, you know, I, I do them um, and they they feel okay, you know, but it's more of, if I say I hate kettlebells because it's directly uh, associated for me is with, you know, leg day, you know, kettlebell squats, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, um, goblet squats, you know, things like that. Anything that you can, do on leg day that requires a kettlebell, uh, kettlebell swings or whatever, you know, but it's, it's more of a, of a joke type of thing. I'm the kind of person that, yeah, I may not like something, but I'll do it. You know, I may not like, uh, leg day, but I'll do it like today. I may not like, uh, kettlebell swings, but, uh, I think I will incorporate those next week. I haven't, I haven't done it in fast, like three weeks, but I'll, I'll get back to those. I get back to those, but the kettlebells are, you can do so much with those. You know, I can only imagine the type of uh, exercises that you had to do in order to become certified, you know, with that. I know one of the concerns, I think I was maybe watching, you know, um, probably a tutorial or something. When you have the kettlebell, I think it depends. I think you talked about the snatch when, yes, you you can hold it right here. I got a kettlebell back there. I don't feel like getting it. It's when it flings over. And sometimes it hits people on the wrist. What, what is what is that called? And how do you prevent that? Is it preventable? Or, you know, what is what is that that whole deal? Like I've never, it's never yeah. been an issue for me, but I know for some people getting started, uh, they may see that and think of it as a concern where I see some people do it and it's just, you know, just like just picking up a regular dumbbell or something for them. Yeah, no, it was well, called cleaning. You know, it's a clean, right? Mm-hmm. People do cleans with a barbell, but doing a clean with a kettlebell is very different. Right. And it's getting accustomed to how that kettlebell feels on your forearm. Um, and it's called rack position. So once you get it okay. there and you hold it there, which there's a lot of exercises and activities you're doing with a kettlebell where you have to maintain rack or rack is kind of your resting position. Uh, it's a, it's where you would hold weight when doing a, a loaded, uh, front squat, uh, where, where you come to in between every overhead press is rack where you would do any kind of carries rack carries. Um, so you have to get really efficient at maintaining a very straight from wrist, you know, just like my arm is here from wrist to elbow, you need to be rock solid like this. You can't be trying to, trying to bend your right, forearm. Right, 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 right. And what happens is when people, the tendency with kettlebell training is that, especially if you're 
relatively strong man, you just want to kind of do it all with your upper body and not get the hips involved and, and the pendulum motion to do right. a lot of the work for you, which usually lands the kettlebell quite nicely onto the forearm. So it's not like a, a thump. But the snatch is probably, in my opinion, the hard, one of the hardest of the kettlebell exercises to master and to, to do gracefully and for high reps. And that's why the snatch test is really kind of the dividing line for I gotcha. people getting uh, certif certified as an instructor, because it's like all you have to show is an efficiency in all these other exercises. You have to show efficiency in the swing and efficiency in, 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 a, in a clean and a squat and, and, gotcha. and all these overhead press. But you have to mm -hmm. do a hundred snatches. <laughs> hundred. Yeah. And you had mentioned that was what was separating you from obtaining that certification. And you yeah. said, you know, your your first bout or um, yeah, at least your, your first bout or one of them yeah. was uh, you got about 70 now how did you get that additional 30? What, what did it take far as from you? Because that was an obstacle. It's like, okay, man, I got to 70. I need a hundred, you yeah. know, what, what was that like far as like when you experienced that, when you got to that 70 and it's, you fell, you fell short. Now, was mm. that your first try or like your, your second try? What was that, that whole experience? That, like? yeah, I hit, um, right about 70 at the workshop itself. I forget if it was like 67 or something right around there. And there's some that just didn't, you do some that don't even count because they're just considered poor quality reps because you have somebody <laughs> counting, right. you have a counter for right. each person. Like that one right? counted. <laughs> right. And because gotcha, they, can't, gotcha. they can't trust that people are going to maintain the, the ability to count their own reps. Cause as you fatigue, you know, full well, yeah. when you fatigue, you kind of get dumb. And so, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I do that the, all the time. <laughs> right. Yeah. I hit the wall of dumbness, uh, you know, for, for sure. But it really was a, it was a conditioning thing and a technique thing. It was twofold. Gotcha. So it was definitely like just getting winded and tired from flinging gotcha. a, a, a 53 pound kettlebell over my head X amount yeah. of times. Yeah. And, um, and then, you know, just the, the, the lacking that technique in, in getting my hip drive to, to do the work. And it took me repeated attempts. Mind you, you need to have an on-site instructor with you to, right. in order for, for this to count, this test to count and be submitted to be approved. And for you to get your certificate, you need to have an on-site instructor who films it, counts it. And you record it and they you they can clearly see that the kettlebell is the actual weight it's supposed to be, 24 gotcha. kilograms. Gotcha. And um, I did that, I think, four times. Four so, times. Wow. Yeah. And that's, you know, so there's a lot of practice work that goes on on a weekly basis of like testing yourself where I would hit like 80 something. Ooh, I think goodness. the first time I thought I was ready, I got 88. And then Ooh, the second close. time I hit like 91. Oh, and then the next, the, th the third time I hit 99 and my oh. hundredth, yeah, my hundredth rep was literally at like 501. Oh, and so it still goodness. didn't count. Oh, and then goodness. like another week and I was getting down to like one or two weeks left to submit because okay. you only have 90 days after the workshop to, okay. to qualify. Okay. I had like one week sitting there and my boss who had to do the same thing as me hit it like a week or two before me. And it was like, man, the pressure's on. I got to get this. <laughs> right, right, right. And I did it with like 
you know, seconds to spare, uh, finally at that fourth, that fourth time, but, um, dude, it's work. And I don't know. I, I, I've never talked to anybody who was like, Oh, it was easy. Um, gotcha. I gotcha. I'm sure there's some people out there who maybe are just really strong, stronger than I, I gotcha. am and can fling 53 pounds over their head repeatedly for five minutes, a hundred times. But I'll tell you, it's, it's exhausting. It's Jeez, exhausting. So you have to, you know, if my math serves me correct, that's over 20 and 60 seconds, you know, and at least fires for the pace. Yeah. Um, and I'm saying over 20 because you want to start off strong. You know what I mean? Right. Because you got to account for, like you said, fatigue um, and all that setting in. And then, you know, maybe that 20 you're supposed to get, you know, in a minute may end up dwindling down to maybe 18, you that's know, right. but, you know, if you at least did. 22 in the first two minutes, you know, that can make up for, you know, minute number three, um, far as 18. Now, um, you mentioned that took four tries, man, that's some resilience right there. Did you have, um, anybody helping you out far as to train you to, to kind of get over that hump? Did you talk to, uh, people who had success and completed that? Um, you know, and if so, like, how did they help you out? Yeah, I did. I had a uh, a kettlebell instructor by the name of Mike Willie, who's a, a master instructor. Uh, he's certified in kettlebell training with multiple bodies, uh, strong first and uh, RKC Russian kettlebell or through Dragon Door. Um, and uh, they uh, or he, I should say, is ter- like just terrific. He's like a, a specialist when it comes to kettlebell work. Uh, the things he can do with a kettlebell are, are just impressive. We have a ton of videos actually on our YouTube channel highlighting all of the things Mike Willie uh, uh, can do. We used to okay. work with him on a regular basis for about probably about a, a two-year period. We were like working with him on a weekly basis uh, and very heavy during that kettlebell training period. About six months, we were with him a lot and everything we did just about was kettlebell specific. Okay. Uh, so okay. It, it was a grind. Um, okay. And I, I know kettlebells, there's a lot of people that don't necessarily go that far with it, right? They're not looking right. necessarily be right. an instructor right. or, or be qualified to teach others, but there's a lot of, you know, more beginner level stuff that they can do on their right. own. Uh, as mm-hmm. you were alluding to basic deadlifts and squats and yeah. pressing exercises and, 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 and fun stuff that you can do with kettlebells that are, are a little bit less demanding, but still super worthy of doing. Right, 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 right. So what is it about the the kettlebell that um, kind of makes it, you know, in its own separate things mm-hmm. is you know, probably about at least far as for me, yeah. uh, probably about three, three, four years ago, I've just seen like a rise and the usage of kettlebell. So what, in your professional opinion, um, is like that thing that separates it from your traditional, you know, dumbbells and, you know, cable resistant yeah. exercises? I think, I think because of the, um, the variety of, of movements you're able to do with just a single kettlebell that's really impacting the entire body so that gotcha. uh, people of different levels and skill sets you know, are able to do a lot of different uh, types of training and workouts uh, with just one implement, one piece of of uh, of strength equipment. It's like 
I, I equate it to having like a, a, a set of adjustable dumbbells. Let's say if you have yeah. a good, like middle of the road kettlebell yeah. that all, offers you just so many different things you can do. But I'll add to that by saying, I think what really distinguishes the kettlebell from lots of other types of fitness equipment out there is it's, it's so focused on the explosive nature uh, and, and driving of the hips, everything's centered around gotcha. hip drive gotcha. and, uh, and the swing itself, the kettlebell swing is kind of the core exercise. Gotcha. Everything kind of hinges off of the swing. And, gotcha. um, and so once you master that, that's why a lot of emphasis is placed on the swing because the swing gets you into clean position, which gets you into all the overhead work. Gotcha. Um, and this, the swing is the, you know, is really good on the body. Um, and great for posterior chain work, you know, hamstrings, low back, upper back yeah. abs. Um, so just, it's so great. Um, but it's fun too. I think that's the mm-hmm. other attraction is that people just kind of have a lot of fun with it. Um, and it has exploded. I would say, I would even say over the last decade, really. Right, um, right, right, right. That it really has become super popularized and mm-hmm. seem to see them everywhere. Now you go into like your local uh, marshals or something, you know, and, yeah, and yeah, they have sure. like little fitness equipment. They have little med balls, jump ropes, and they got kettlebells, you know, for sure. For sure. And uh, speaking about kettlebells and adjustables, I have some of those uh, Bowflex adjustable kettlebells. Yeah. Um, they're, slightly bigger than your kind of traditional kettlebells, but at least it's not, uh, I'm not, I don't have like 10 sitting downstairs, you know, in my my gym, but it goes up to, uh, 40. I think the lowest weight is like eight, but it can get the job done. It it gets the job done. One of the, uh, things that I didn't like about, I would say my movement in kettlebells versus it being the kettlebell, trying to be careful was like how you talked about, um, you know, your posterior chain and, uh, recruiting your hamstrings and, and far mm-hmm. as lower back, it is, it, you have to, you have to be very careful, uh, on the swing from my experience. And I, I didn't mess up my back. I think I started off light to make sure I got my form down first, but once I got up to a heavier weight, um, my hamstring started being a little bit more recruited and I like, I enjoyed that, that feel. But at first it was like, I was kind of nervous looking at it, um, you know, before I got any type of instruction or coaching on, you know, how to operate a kettlebell the proper way, you know, it looks like you're using your lower back. And that is one of the things that it's challenging when I am, you know, incorporating kettlebell swings into my clients' workouts. Everybody wants to use their lower back so much. And it's like, there's so many, you know, things to kind of cue people on. Of course, you know, um, above all, you know, in that, but it just, it looks just like, you know, you, you are using your lower back, but it's like, it's not so much. Once you get your form down, it's like the lower back is one of the last things, you know, at least fired to me, fired that, yeah. that I felt in that, but it's still a great leg exercise as far as in, in that one, in, in that, in that case, as far as going from there. Yeah, without question. No, I mean, I, I, I liken it to, um, a total body exercise, uh, when you do a swing, um, and anytime you can connect the, the chain, connect muscles together in a movement, uh, it just benefits. And then the grounding effect too. Uh, a lot of all the 
kettlebell training I did, um, or much of it is barefoot. And okay. it's really good at getting you your feet to spread and really get rooted and grounded in, in your training. And you're so much stronger and better at recruiting muscle when you are in a, a, a very flat uh, shoe or barefoot, especially. That's why you see all the old school lifters back in the day were barefoot a lot of the time when they were squatting or deadlifting yeah. because they felt more sturdy. And that's yeah. that's what you get from kettlebell when you're explosively mm-hmm. moving in that pendulum motion, being grounded uh, in bare feet is safer and better. Um, and once you get used to it, it feels weird to kind of do it with shoes on. Yeah, I'm like that to this day when it comes to squatting. I take my shoes, I take my shoes off. I yeah. take my shoes off and it's a entirely different feeling. I feel more secure with my shoes off when I'm when I'm squatting than when I have my shoes on. Yeah. Now, why is the uh why is health and fitness for people over 40 so critical? <laughs> you see what I did there? <laughs> so critical, right? Yeah, that's the, the name critical bench, but yeah. you know, harkens back to the days of just bench bench press uh programs uh-huh. here at yeah. Critical Bench. Um, but we're, we're we've been become much more diverse over the last uh 10, 15 years. Gotcha. But, uh, gotcha. You know, it has a direct yeah. correlation to how we think, how we feel, yes. our yes. mood, our hormones, everything. So yes. um, I just, obviously it's a long winded response to a pretty simple question, but this is something that I've uh, been drawn to uh, I gotcha. for most of my adult life. And that's why I really took a, a, lot, a lot of pride working with the older population because I kind of just intuitively knew movement for these people is vital to their yes. quality of life, to yes. their independence, to maintaining, yes. to be being yes. injury free and, and, yes. and avoiding any kind of catastrophic injury with age. Yes. Um, and I was watching a podcast interview a few months ago, and the question was uh, more of a, you know, what's better diet or uh, strength training? And this doctor, she, uh, her, her answer really struck me. Her answer really struck me. And I've been telling this to a lot of my clientele because the majority of my clientele are very late thirties, uh, early forties, uh, mid fifties and you know, so on. Right. And her answer was, if I could choose one to focus on, it would be strength training because as you age, it's pretty much what you're saying is parallel to what, you know, I heard is Mm -hmm. that it affects your movement and your ability to move. And she had so many cases of, um, which would you, what what did you call it? End of life. Um, as far as care, you know, kind of taking care of people towards their end of life. And Mm -hmm. she was talking about, I believe in my professional opinion that their quality of life towards the end of life would have been better if they were to focus on strength training more than, you know, Hey, let's cut back on, you know, calories, you know, and and lose weight. Don't get me wrong. She was, you know, said that, you know, that is important, but you know, the question was asked, which one, you know, did she feel was, you know, most important. It was, strength training because as you get older you know the body starts to slow down Mm -hmm. for various reasons one because of quote-unquote adulting you know two could be you know genetics um you know and then you know her thing was no quality of life because their their life could have been extended a couple years if they would have just been able to walk but they hadn't built up any strength and therefore you know their ability to walk became you know 
more difficult because they didn't have enough muscles, enough muscle density to, you know, help them move. So, you know, a body in motion, you know, object in motion stays in motion, you know? Um, So your answer was, was spot on. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Now, critical. Can I I add to that if I could, because some of our literature that we have, we have a balance program uh, called neurobalance therapy that I Mm -hmm. I was uh, honored enough to help create and, and, and it's been helping thousands of people um, certainly catering kind of to our older population, but in doing all the research and putting the, together the materials for the program, I came across so much literature from very smart people over the years, over the decades, mm-hmm. uh, people far, far smarter than I neuroscientists and, and, and people who have a really in-depth understanding of how movement affects the body and the brain. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I highlighted and featured some of these quotes uh, in one of our books, but one here I want to just read really briefly, which I think gives a whole new um, insight into some listeners, some of the listeners. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so I th- thought this is really interesting. This is from neuroscientist Daniel Wolpert. W-O-L-P-E-R-T is a neuroscientist. He says, we have a brain for one reason and one reason only. That's to produce adaptable and complex movements. Movement is the only way we have affecting the world around us. I believe that to understand movement is to understand the whole brain. And therefore, it's important to remember when you are studying memory, cognition, sensory processing, they're there for a reason, and that reason is action. And because I think most people, when they think of your brain, they think, uh, you know, in the importance of the brain, right? If the brain's not functioning well, life is is not going very well. Right. <laughs> and what really lights the brain up is when we move the body in right. different types of, uh, of ways mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and incorporate dynamic movement and new forms of movement and try to learn new forms of movement. Um, and that's why the brain, the developmental part of that, the, from zero to say eight years old, the brain is just like a sponge, right? Because what are we doing mostly from zero to eight? We're training the body through right. movement. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're rocking and we're rolling mm-hmm. and we're crawling and we're walking. And we that leads to running and jumping and tumbling and all of these things that we have to do, as I alluded to earlier. And that's when the brain really takes off with coordination of movement. And, um, and I just, you know, once you cut that off and once that's limited, well, then I think, you know, we're mentally limiting ourselves too. Gotcha. Gotcha. I love it. I love it. Now, what is criticalbench.com and who is it for? Well, criticalbench.com, um, is is what it sounds like critical bench bench press is is probably what people are thinking maybe and that's what we were for the first let's say 10 years of the business from 1999 to about 2009 okay. most of what we were all about was very much uh creating personalized bench press programs to help young athletes high school college increase their ability to bench press to perform better in sports and that's the owner of the company that's he kind of created it out of his own passions and desires to improve his own bench press and help others do it. And about 10 years into the business, once he was around other fitness leaders in the industry mm-hmm. and, and collaborating and things, 
the business evolved into more of a general um, health and strength platform. We were creating uh, products to help people improve uh, their body in other ways. So it wasn't just strength-based. It was getting out of pain and improving your hip movement and in, uh, in, improving your posture and uh, and stretching and mobility uh, things and easy, easy to implement stuff. That's kind of our... We're very much problem solution oriented uh, here gotcha. at Critical Bench, uh, and we are the last, um, you know, eight nine years. We've just had such an array of great products and programming that we've put out into the world that really help people introduce some type of movement uh, in their life that's either fairly gentle or a bit more aggressive, depending on what level they're at. And to be able to incorporate it on a regular basis, quite simply, because I think we're all lacking for time in these busy gotcha. lives that we have and really aggressive uh, or complex programming is really scary to people. They, to, oh, you got to spend, you know, an hour or two in the gym, five days a week. Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's hardcore. And a lot of people, right. that's too scary. So they run yeah. from that. Right. But if they think, geez, in 10 or 15 or 20 minutes, like two or three times a week, yeah, I could probably do that. Right, right. And so that's more where we come in and things that we've helped people with to be able to in, in, uh, incorporate more healthy movement uh, patterns in their life. Again, to get out of pain or improve mobility or fix posture or uh, improve balance, like mm-hmm. uh, our, our, our one of our newer programs. So I got you. I got you. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Now, how did you become VP of content there? Yeah. Well, I'm good friends with the boss, so that always helps. Okay. Always, always. <laughs> about who you know. It's about who you know, man. That's you it's, know what? All jokes aside, all jokes aside, all jokes aside. It's about networking, you know yeah. what I mean? And relationships. It's the relationships. As I'm getting older, uh, the value and the importance of relationships, honestly, that is what helps you progress. You yes. know, as as we're young, you know, we're thinking about getting everything out the mud, getting you know what I'm saying? Scratching and clawing. And while that may work for some people, the world doesn't necessarily work entirely like that, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's best to take care of the relationships that you do have, you know what I mean? Yes. And that is so, so important. You know, it may sound like nepotism or whatever. You can label it whatever you want, whoever's listening. The reality is it's about the relationships that you nurture. Um, so whoever you're talking to or talking with, just be very mindful of who you're talking to. You never know who that person is or their parents or the people that they know. It's all about relationships. Everything, um, that I've gotten up until this point mm-hmm. is directly correlated with the relationships and the good relationships that I have with people. In addition to, you know, go ahead and put in your, you know, your hard work in and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But none of that stuff really works if you don't have a great relationship with people. No, it's a hundred percent accurate. My, my boss and my friend, Mike uh, Westerall would tell you without question, I don't even think he would hesitate. What's been the number one driver in, in your business's growth over the last, you know, 15 years, he would say my, my ability to connect uh, and collaborate with other le- mm-hmm. uh, leaders in the industry. 
mm-hmm. and maintain a healthy uh, relationship right. with them. Right. Um, it is, it's connecting the dots. It's, 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 oh my gosh. Yeah. I I met that person. And mm-hmm. then you recall a conversation and then you connect that person to somebody else. Yeah. And, be, yep. and the more you can connect others to each other, they, they remember they remember like who the catalyst was mm-hmm. and that becomes really like if you can change someone else's business by connecting them to somebody that you know and you do that enough times it's it, it, the, these things come back uh, and and can work very well for you down the line unexpectedly and so it's always good to not burn bridges as they say right. and, yes. and to yes. maintain yes. those healthy relationships in the industry certainly that you're in but in life in general um and uh, I, I've made it a point to, to try and do that. I could always be better. I'm sure there's some people you. that yeah. I've, I, yeah, I've dissed yeah. in this life, you know, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, we don't get everything right, but, you know, it's that desire to want to do better. You know, you got some people's like, I don't even care. I don't care to nurture a relationship. I don't care about that relationship there. Um, but it's one thing to uh, have a relationship. You're, you know, you're talking to somebody, friendship or whatever. And, you know, you may trip. You know, you may, you may trip over something and you may overreact or be nonchalant. And then you come to this realization like, oh, okay, well, uh, I may have possibly started some smoke under that bridge. At least you care enough to go put it out. You're like, that wasn't my intent. You know what I mean? My fault, my bad. And I think that's important in relationships too, because we're all learning in this, in this, in this walk of life. You know what I mean? Like you've only been 47 once in your life. You know, I've only been 41 once in my life. So everything's new. We're, you know, we have the information that we have of being on this planet 47 years or 41 years and not everything is perfect. And we're, we're all just learning, but in that learning phase, what's most important is, is the desire to, you know, make sure we're not burning bridges unnecessarily some of them we do have to burn like i got to get away from that no going back to that but the ones that treat you right the ones that have invested uh time and um their love and care into you you just want to make sure you 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 nurture you nurture them um like you said you have um you know you've been on this planet 47 years you have a wife you have um two children um you are vp of the content of a youtube channel over 1 million subscribers how do you fit working out into your daily schedule? Yeah, right. You know what? <laughs> and today, I don't. I think my exercise today is going to be running baseball practice. Okay, uh, okay, okay. I okay. mean, unfortunately, there's some days where you know you it's hard to squeeze it in. Of course, but, of course, of course. But sometimes it's in the cracks of life. It's not about always the length of time. It's about the quality of the time. And right. some of my best workouts have been under 20 minute routines or about 20 minutes where it's just kind of a, con- a consistent effort over that period of time. Where yeah, because you, you don't together, have time to play around. You don't, you don't have, have time, time to play, to play around. around. <laughs> no. So I'll yeah. put, I mean, I have a gym. Our our gym facility is right outside my office door. So I really don't okay. have much excuse. Right. Yeah. yeah but there's some yeah. days with meetings and, and and things going on podcasts where it's yeah. really tough to, to fit in, you know, the 45 yes. minutes to an hour that I yes. want. Yeah. Yeah. But if I know I got 15, 20 minutes, I can run out there, pick up a kettlebell, pick up a jump rope, bang out some push-ups and some air squats or something and yeah. do like a circuit of four or yeah. five exercises. Yeah. Yeah get a nice sweat going. And I'm like, dude, that just did a lot for me. And not just physically, but up here too, 
Right. It's a head thing right. for me, right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't miss today. I got something in. And right. sometimes that comes down to me doing it at home too. Uh I yeah. got I got some stuff at the house too. And if I got to step out in the garage and kick my own butt for 15 or 20 minutes, um there you know, I think that's where a lot of people are. They're strapped for time and then they get you know, or they, they don't have the membership or they don't, you know, it's a, yeah. the gym, you know, the whole process takes an hour or two and I don't really, yeah. I can't fit that yeah. in. Well, it's, yeah. you gotta, you gotta find the time at some point because investing yeah. in your own health is vitally important. Um, and it's not being selfish. It's actually one of the best things you can do for others yeah. in your life is to take care of yourself first. So you're better for others. No, 100%, 100%. And just like you have a home gym, I have a home gym. And uh, I was talking to somebody a couple of weeks ago about this notion that fitness is based off of proximity, meaning like, oh, if I had a home gym, you know, I'd be best in shape. You know what? There's a chance you probably will be. Let me not try to shut people down with that. But in all actuality, you know, proximity does not have that much, I wouldn't say impact. Let me rephrase that. It's it's not what you think it is, you know what I mean? Solely directed from a, from a proximity standpoint, you know, that's challenging those who say, oh, if I had a gym in the house or if I had this, you know, I would be in the best of shape. You know what? I give you credit. You might be, but it's not necessarily like that. Um, and so with that being said, you know, my alarm goes off at five o'clock in the morning. It takes me probably about a, a good half hour to kind of get the cobwebs out of my head or whatever. But like if if, if I don't start something, whether it's just a walk on the treadmill or a bike ride at like 5.30 or 5.45, I will make any and every single excuse to not do it. You know what I mean? And then I may have my first client about 7, 7.30. And just mentally, I'm just, I'm there, but not, not there as if I would have done my 30 minutes of cardio. So when you're talking about mental clarity, um, when working out and taking care of yourself first, so you can be a helper to, to others. So you won't burn a bridge. So you can help connect dots and relationships with other people. That way you can, you know, build your network in. It is, it is important. And it may, it's, it's amazing. Like when you get older, you know, especially, you know, you got kids now, it's like a half hour just is like five minutes now. You know what I mean? Like everything is like warp speed right now compared yeah. to when we, you know, were eight and just running around doing everything, you know, exactly. hours seemed like a week. You know, time is just going by so fast. So, yes, uh, for those men and women over 40, we're, you know, professionals, they're adulting. So time is a challenge for them to, you know, get into the gym. You know, that's why, you know, the um, the the increase of, you know, Zoom workouts and, you know, online workouts have increased because of, you know, partly because of the pandemic and everything like that. But when we got, you know, a critical bench in their YouTube channel and we can follow instructions follow you know workouts right there it becomes more of a challenge to more so not do it irregardless of proximity or not because if that's the case about fitness is totally based off of proximity or if i had a gym you can do body weight exercises you understand what i'm saying <laughs> you know right. you got a couch don't you you got it you got a floor you can do some push-ups <laughs> you know what i mean you got some yep. steps you can do some tricep dips on those you know what i mean uh, so yep. that's my 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 kickback to those who talk about uh you know fitness is based off of proximity but i totally get yeah. you you know you got a gym you're just right there and sometimes it's a challenge you got a lot of things to do and when you wake up you have all these things kind of going in your head you're like okay the earlier i get to start on that 
the more you feel like you can be clear, but in all actuality, you will never be clear until you at least do some type of workout first. Um, that way you can have a better approach. You know what I'm saying? To say it, to say a task. Yeah. I think momentum is the biggest thing. Um, yes. and I've heard a lot of other, other coaches and, uh, really highly successful people in all walks of life talk about momentum and its power. And it's, mm-hmm. it is, it's, it's starting that small snowball snowball at the top of the mountain and just casting it down, the, down, down the, the side of the mountain as it rolls, it just picks up steam and it, and it, yes. and it accumulates more snow and grows bigger yes. and it becomes an unstoppable force. And I think that's what, happens to people when they make something consistent in their life, some type of positive habit, healthy habit, when it comes to physical movement, whether it's 10, 15, 20 minutes or 45 minutes or whatever, getting up a little bit earlier or sneaking in that midday workout. And when you get get into the that momentum, that cycle of doing it, it's very, it becomes very hard then to not do it. Or the feelings, you don't like the feelings associated with missing it or not doing it. And so you kind of snap yourself back on track very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just getting over that hump for people, I think, is what it comes down to. And for some people, that hump might only be a month or two months or might take six months for that to create that, like where it's just kind of in your you know, in your mind and in your body, you feel that, that desperate right. need to do it. And, right. and if you can get that happening when it comes to mm-hmm. physical, um, physical movement of the body, then you're in a great place. Cause then now you got something that you'll, you'll maintain on some level for the rest of your life. And that that's really what I would want for anybody is what, and whatever it is, one activity that you love that gives you enjoyment that you can do consistently for the rest of your life. Uh, that's has some type of strength component to it. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. All right. With that being said, a um, couple last questions, a uh, yeah. little sidebar. What is your favorite cheat meal and what is your favorite healthy meal? Your, your go-to meal. Once you're like, okay, you know what? I had my, my cheat meal, um, you know, whether, whatever that is. And it's like, okay, I, this is my, my go-to staple to get me back on track. My day one meal. It's like, okay, you know, it's Monday. I'm back on track. What is, what are those two meals first? For gotcha. You? Uh, oddly enough, I think I, I did, it might not be my ultimate, like, like I'm on death row and they're like, you got one meal, you got one meal left. Like, what are you going for? But I I had my, my brother's family over, over the weekend and we grilled out and, you know, just burgers and dogs and and all the fixings and stuff. And I would say a full plate with a nice, you know, fresh off the grill hamburger, hot dog, uh, potato salad, macaroni salad, if they're homemade, even better. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I I'm just, I'm pretty simple when it comes to that, like that for me, that's, that's like an ultimate cheat for me. It's high gotcha. calorie, lots of protein, lots of fat, lots yeah, of carbs, yeah, 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 lots yeah. of everything. Uh, but yeah. really satisfying. Um, I would say what's, what's, what's like a healthy go-to meal for me. My wife does a really good job at making, uh, a lot of healthy meals, uh, okay. at home and I'm pretty simple when it comes to that. It, she'll do um, either roasted 
typically I like roasted broccoli or like roasted uh, Brussels sprouts, which either one's healthy. She just do a light spray of olive oil on those and then okay. roast them in the oven. Yeah. So they got a little bit of crisp to them. Gosh, yeah, they're so yeah, much yeah, better yeah, than any yeah. anything else. Yeah. And then um, with either some type of white fish or 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 chicken, um, e- either one, like kind of sub that in, and then probably some type of like a jasmine like rice. Uh, I would say you know overall you're getting a good complex carb. You're getting a really good uh, v- vegetable, so you get that uh, fibrous carbohydrate. And then a really good protein source that's lean in um, in your in your chicken or your fish. And I would and I could eat that. I mean, heck, if someone made that and didn't have to always be my wife, because that's a lot of work to prepare. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But if somebody could do that for me, I would probably be pretty happy eating that. Just about every other night, let's say. I got you. I got you. You know, I got you. But yeah, that's my that's my long I think there's an acronym. I think it's called KISS. You know, um, keep it keep it simple, something like that. Keep I don't it simple, know what the stupid. Other yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. So something simple, something quick. Uh, well, quick is relative if you're a cook. But yeah, I, exactly. I get it. I get it. Now, what what lesson did you learn about yourself when you reached that that goal of going from 70 kettlebell swings to 100? What, what lesson did you learn about yourself that you can give to yeah. those looking to uh, for motivation to get either started on their their fitness journey or they're kind of at that point to where it's like, man, I keep trying to get to whatever it is. Mm. I can't get to that hump. What words of encouragement or motivation do you have for them? I think anything worth something in life has to come at a cost and has to put you through an uncomfortable time. Um, I, 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 that's when we grow things that come easy are not valued or appreciated. Um, and I know that from having kids, mm-hmm. if you just give them anything and everything, they don't have an appreciation for it. Hard work, challenges, obstacles, and overcoming those things. So what I learned from was all of the effort and time I invested in myself in improving my ability to finally hit that made that whole experience so much more rewarding and one that becomes unforgettable and something that you're extremely proud of for your, and then you take that with you on that next challenge so that, you know, like, man, when I'm faced with something that at first Mm -hmm. really seems almost insurmountable uh, or super challenging, or I hate it, or I don't like how uncomfortable I am or whatever, (laughs) Those are the times where you got to lean in. And this is like, here's my opportunity now. Here's an opportunity to shine. Here's an opportunity for greatness. And I think that's, and we're all capable of it. Every single person listening is capable of, of something great in their own life. And just to allow themselves to lean into that uncomfortable, fearful side of, of it and to and to take on that challenge because what lies on that other side is feels good, man. Yeah. Feels so good. If it came easy, it's, it's, it's forgettable. Yes. Yes. Success is golden is what I say. Success is golden. Tell everyone where they can reach you. If they want to connect with you online, YouTube website, and your podcast, let everybody know. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll start with the podcast is right over my head. there. strong by design. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our podcast is, uh, 
almost at five years now in may it'll be five years that Congrats. we've been live with the show and hundreds and hundreds of episodes i love it i get to i'm um, one of the hosts of the show and I, I get to manage the show make sure every week we put out another great conversation so the strong by design podcast uh you type that in anywhere you can obviously find it on uh, on itunes uh, or any anywhere where podcasts are uh, you'll find strong by design um, and uh you know criticalbench.com obviously is our our website's going to be going through a redesign this year, which is exciting to make it a more enjoyable experience for people. But I think a lot of people, if they just type critical bench or strong by design podcast into YouTube, they'll land on all of our uh, great podcast interviews. And we have like over 4,000 videos between our uh, two channels. It's probably creeping up on 5,000 now. It's amazing. A lot amazing. of content. Yeah, we have multiple uh, YouTube channels, and uh, sure. the big one hit a million last year. And the other one is going to creep up on 100,000, uh, hopefully, at some point this year. So it's just a lot of great free content, free resources mm -hmm. out there for people to improve their strength, their health, their fitness journeys. And uh, it's just a privilege to work for a company that that's we, we do it the right way. We create simple strategies that people can take with them in life to, you know, really improve their life, extend their life. And, uh, and, and you know, feels good to be part of it. Awesome. Awesome. That's what it's all about. That's yeah. what it's all about. And if you found inspiration in today's podcast and would like to support, then sign up to my weekly newsletter, the Success Fitness Newsletter. You will get weekly notifications when this podcast publishes every Sunday at 12 a.m. Central Standard Time and 10% off of your order at my merch store, successfitnessstore.com. I will have that information in the, in, the, in the show notes as well as Chris Wilson's. All of his information is IG's website, YouTube channel, and everything will be in the show notes. And this brings us to the end of another episode of the Success Fitness Podcast. Thank you for listening. And remember, if any situation is not making you stronger, simply chant more weight, more weight, more weight. Peace out.